Zumba, Zumba, Zumba. COVID-19 podcast series on a sake on a listening to the covid-19 podcast series brought to you by Asake online Salbonani 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 You are listening to the covid-19 podcast series brought to you by site Asake online Ikamalami ngutumisani tube and today I've got a very interesting young man who goes by the name Vusumuzi and he'll be sharing with us the plight that some of the key populations that we have Konapa Wobulawayo during this COVID-19 pandemic. Um, welcome, Vusa. So, uh, to start off with, um, so I was with the gender and uh, sexual minority community and in any broad and there are different needs. Can you just help us by to understand um, the term LGBTIQ and uh, the needs that they have and how those needs might have been affected by I'm a lockdown restrictions that we have when allow our COVID-19. Okay, thank you very much. So when we're talking of issues of uh, gender and sexual minority, we are talking of issues of human rights. So the LGBTIQ community simply stands, this is a sexual orientation. It doesn't um, really identify the person because already when we talk of these individuals, of these persons, we refer to them according to what they do in their bedroom, which is very private. So when we're talking of um, the L, which is the lesbian, these are women that are attracted to another woman in all ways, sexually, mentally, intellectually, and also the G, as the gays, the men that are attracted to another man. Um, the T, which is the trans individuals, which they might be fully transitioning, which means they feel uh, trapped in the bodies that they they, they they were born in biologically. So you'd find that someone might be born male, but they feel like, no, this is not what they they should um, express or how they should express their feelings or maybe their attraction. It's, it's, it's totally different. So then when we're talking of intersex, these are individuals probably, we use um, words like and all that, which is very wrong at times, but these are individuals that you'd find good physically they might be born with two um, sexual organs or physically they might appear as a woman but their organs inside you know their female organs or maybe even sometimes it goes to even genes and all that and when we're talking of um, queer queer these are individuals that that embrace or maybe the society says that they're weird and they don't understand. So these young um, individuals, they are affected by a lot of things, um, majorly access to, to, to healthcare because uh, local clinics from where they're coming from, you know, they are known and um, it's so hard for them. Most of them, they are not even, they haven't come out to, to their community and families and the issues of um, privacy and confidentiality within our clinics, which are like, um, issues of of, of, of of legal representation you'd find that um Ahambe reporter maybe they're violated or they're they're raped or maybe they're being called names Ahambe reporter the first question that they they're asked is are you not that but which is um something that's wrong because when someone goes to seek for 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 justice they should be treated in a in a way that every person should be treated because no one is 
no one should be denied rights because of how they express themselves. And also the, um, another issue is that the healthcare givers, they are not really capacitated to deal with individuals with who belong to a LGBTQ community. So you'd find that the terms sometimes that they use, they are very... Um, I actually and someone who feel not uh, they will be not comfortable to really go and seek these healthcare services, which is a basic right to everyone, irregardless of your orientation, irregardless of your gender identity, irregardless of how you express yourself. Okay, powerful response there. Thank you. Um, so now, accessibility of sexual reproductive health services amongst the LGBTIQ is mainly done in this kind of like private or maybe it's donor-funded healthcare facilities. And with this lockdown uh, restrictions or regulations, where are these services now being accessed? Are those places still open? And the treatment I'm going to in journey. And uh, for my caregivers, you mentioned that for my health school health setup, you mentioned that there's a... Um, an issue with service providers. So are you saying that um, the nurses or the, the care providers, they don't, they no longer respond or adhere to you in nurses' pledge? The challenge that we have, or the challenge that the community have, it's mainly on um, on the local clinics because effort have been done to really capacitate, but most of them, they... They are old and uh, most of them, these are, are our sisters and our aunts that, that live within the community that um, these individuals exist or where we exist. So um, accessibility becomes hard because of that. They become more of a gatekeepers when we go seek health uh, healthcare um, services. And um, places are still open, but now the challenge is that how then one moves from Magwegwe coming to PSI town, the question that the the, the the police would definitely ask is that why don't you go to your local clinic so at times you'd find that people are forced to come out to the police or to whoever you know who's questioning them because they need to go to a place where they, have, they feel comfortable and also um Thank God, because these um, healthcare facilities, they've got um, services that they offer. Sometimes they buy land, then they offer them these services and all that. But besides that, it was going to be a very challenging um, a process, which is still is, because not everyone is quite aware of these places, whether they are open or not. So that's the major challenge just there. Siabong, you are listening to the COVID-19 series podcast on site Asake Online. Please make sure you subscribe on Site ZW Anchor FM, follow Site ZW on Facebook, Site ZW on Twitter, and you will get all the latest po- podcasts on COVID-19. You are listening to the COVID-19 podcast series brought to you by Asake Online. Welcome back to our podcast where we're dealing with issues on the plight of uh, key populations. 
So, uh, Mr. V, so a research states that um, LGBTIQ individuals need more mental and psychological support. Um, let's factor in the pressure of lockdown and COVID pandemic. What advice can you give to the LGBTIQ community so that they stay healthy mentally and emotionally and uh, as well as safe actually from from COVID-19? Okay, thank you very much. It wouldn't be fair if I just jump in into your question without really addressing why um, they need uh, mental and psychosocial support more than any present. These are individuals that are being rejected by family because of their sexuality or maybe even the, the, the way they express themselves in, gen- in terms of gender identity. Uh, these um, are people that are being denied um opportunities because you are too feminine for you to be a guy or you're too masculine for you to be a woman. So you'd find that because of that, they are constantly being rebuked. They are constantly being called names within society and also society even rejects them. So you'd find that because of that pressure, you know, they would need to, you know, that that mental um, support, even psychological support so that they they, they, they grow and, and they, they, they become a full person that will contribute even within their communities, family, even nation. So um, the advice that I would say is that like every individual, let's mask up because the pandemic is through COVID, it's through COVID, it's a COVID. Thank you so much, Vusa. So to all the listeners, do not forget to subscribe on, set, on site ZW, Anchor FM. Follow us on Facebook, the handle is SideZW and also on Twitter, our Twitter account is SideZW. My name is Dumisani Tube. I thank you.